It's that Harlem night, ayy. Gonna turn it up, please. I'm Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with yeah. Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Benz Pharrell with Thinking Out Loud. How's everybody doing tonight? I hope everybody's doing well. At the same time, while I'm doing this podcast, I'm watching goddamn Monday Night Football and shit like that. Hold up. Which game is this? This is East Carolina. No, no, no. I need the Thursday Night Football game. Hold on, everybody. I'm doing this all. I need the Thursday Night Football. Where that's at? Oh, man, they're showing me college football, which I do watch. But I thought it was on the damn Thursday night football. That's what I do want to watch, man. Well, I'm going to have to jump onto the damn podcast. Damn. Why they do me like that? Why they do your boy like that? I'm going to have to leave this alone and do the podcast. Uh, let me see. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. All right. Jada, she wrote a book. Jada Pickett Smith says Chris Rock asked her out during previous Will Smith divorce rumors. Jada Pickett Smith shared another surprise revelation about her relationships with husband and fellow actor Will Smith and comedian Chris Rock. In an interview with People's Magazine, Jada Pinkett Smith spoke about previous divorce rumors about her and Smith over the years, sharing that at one point, Rock, Mr. Rock, Chris Rock, asked her out. I think every summer all the reports would come out that me and Will were getting a divorce, Jada said. And this particular summer, Chris, he thought that we were getting a divorce, so he called me, and basically he was like, I would love to take you out. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, aren't you and Will getting a divorce? I was like, no, Chris, those are just rumors. He was appalled, and he profusely apologized, and that was that. All right, so representatives for Rock did not return any requests for comments. On Wednesday, Pinkett Smith dropped a bombshell revelation about her marriage with Smith, Will Smith while promoting her new book, Worthy. During her appearance on Today with How to Cop, the Girls Trip star said that she and Will Smith live separately and have been separate since 2016. I made a promise that there will never be a reason for us to get a divorce. We will work through whatever. And I just haven't been able to break that promise, she stated. She uh, continued by saying that they were just exhausted with trying to stay together as a couple. I think we were both kind of just still stuck in our fantasy of what we thought the other person should be. The news come almost two years after the infamous incident at the 2022 Oscars where Smith walked on stage and slapped Mr. Chris Rock, who was a presenter during the awards ceremony after he made a joke about Jada Pickens' bald head. After he returned to his seat, he yelled at Rock, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. In her interview with People's Magazine, Jada revealed that she hasn't talked to Rock since the incident. Do I have any desire to talk to Chris? Here's my desire. I just hope that all the misunderstanding around this can be cleared up and that there can be peace, she stated. 
Jada Pinkett Smith says she wrote in her book and speculates that there might be some misunderstanding between Chris and I as far as the 2016 Oscars. I think that he might have taken offense, which I meant no harm in offending. That wasn't my intentions, but I don't think that there's a big misunderstanding there, she said. In 2016, Jada supported the hashtag, hashtag Oscars So White movement after no actors of color were recognized in that, year, in that year's nomination in 2016, including Will Smith himself, who had starred in the film Concussion. She was among many who called for a boycott of the show, which Rock happened to be hosting that year. In his Netflix comedy special, Rock said she told him to quit out of solidarity. The 52-year-old Pinkett, Jada Pinkett-Smith, admitted to not really recognizing the level of pressure Chris might have been under. Sometime after the show, Jada Pinkett-Smith said Chris Rock called her, and she thought they moved on. He apologized, and I apologized to him as well, she stated. So, okay. So I actually thought that we were good, that the hatchet was buried between us, and we hadn't talked since then until 2022 came. The Set It Off star said Chris Rock came to speak to her during the pause in the show after the slap last year. Chris came down to the end of the stage and tried to apologize to me. He said, I didn't mean you any harm. I said, I can talk about this now. I can't talk about this now. Chris, this is some old shit. I thought this was about the Oscars in 2016 and their stuff that they had before I even came into the picture in the late 80s. I got to leave that to Will and Chris to talk about, but they got their stuff for sure. She said, hold up. Chris came down to the end of the stage and tried to apologize to me. He said, I didn't mean you any harm. I said, I can't talk about this now, Chris. This is some old shit. I thought this was about the Oscars in 2016 and their stuff that they had before I even came into the picture in the late 80s. I've got to leave that to Will and Chris to talk about, but they got their stuff for sure, she stated. All right, I had to read that again because I don't want to fumble the bag. You know I'm all about transparency, right? Uh-huh. I know I've been real slow with the podcast, y'all, but I got a million things to do. I even got another podcast that I do with a group of people and stuff like that. And the IP on that is different and it's unique and it's new. And nobody don't have that type of IP on their podcast. This is a whole new game. It might be a game changer, but I'm not going to tell you any details about it because other people are involved in this IP. All right. And I don't even want to take the credit of the IP. It's just I want to get the work done. So uh, we're going to keep it moving with some more debauchery news. This is Thinking Out Loud with your man, Ben Pharrell. Yes, sir. You know, I got to stop freaking smoking weed and doing podcasts. It does not work out for me at all. I need to be sober at all times. And that's the problem. All right. A armed dad finds a naked intruder throwing toys around his daughter's room. This happened in goddamn North Dakota. North Dakota homes owners 
were awakened by loud banging noises in the dead of the night and found a naked and highly intoxicated man trashing their daughter's bedroom, according to the police records. Bismarck Police Department responded to the home on West Bowen Avenue just before 3 in the morning Friday and found a male homeowner holding a birthday suit-clad intruder at gunpoint, news sources reported, citing the arrest Alpha David. The homeowners told police that they were awoken to loud sounds coming from downstairs. The male homeowner discovered the suspect, grabbed his firearm, and, instru and instructed his wife to call 911, according to the news sources. Okay. Uh, the couple told the police that they found the suspect identified as Alvin Dashunu, trashing their daughter's unoccupied bedroom and throwing toys and clothes around the room. Mr. Dashuna reportedly told the homeowner he was there to pick up clothing for himself. The news sources reported that the man reportedly entered the home through an unlocked back door after the family went to bed. The couple said Mr. Dashunu destroyed a shoe rack in their entryway closet and estimated he cost, that cost roughly $200 in damages in their daughter's bedroom. The couple said that the man may have mistaken their home for a neighbor's house. Police said the man was highly intoxicated. News sources reported Mr. Dashunu, I don't know how you pronounce his name, Mr. Dashani or Dashunu was charged with burglary, night, class B felony, criminal mischief, willful damage, and disorderly conduct, offensive condition. Uh, all of that is class B misdemeanor. Uh, the uh, burglary charges are class B felony. And the rest, like the disorderly conduct and offensive condition and criminal mischief and willful damage, all of that is misdemeanor class B. All right. He's held in a local jail for a $5,000 cash bond. His next court date is scheduled for November. He could face up to 10 years in prison, in prison on the felony charges. All right. God damn. This happened in North Dakota. Okay. Yeah, that's how it is out here. More debauchery news. All right. And then I got some more stuff right here. It's, always, it's news every day, ladies and gentlemen, is good versus evil. That's what it is. And that's what you need to understand. And that's what this podcast is here for you to be aware of your surroundings. That's what I'm doing. When I'm here, a Texas pastor accused of sexually abusing juvenile family member for over a decade and impregnating her. Oh, I'm going to have to get to this one right here, too. Let's see what's... All right. A Texas pastor accused of sexually abusing a juvenile family member for over a decade and impregnating her at the age of 16. A Houston area pastor is behind bars after he allegedly sexually assaulted a juvenile family member hundreds of times for more than a decade and getting her pregnant, according to a Texas court records. Court records allege that 39-year-old Robert L. Carter was charged with continuous sexual abuse of a child and sexual assault of a child under the age of 17, both, excuse me, both are felonies. The criminal complaint, which was obtained by news sources, alleges that Carter began abusing the girl when she was only seven years old in 2008. 
At the time, Carter was married to the girl's mother. The girl, who is now 22 years old, told police when she was seven, Mr. Carter went into her bedroom and made her perform sex acts on him. After that night, she said he allegedly made it a regular occurrence. It started with Carter disrobing in front of her. The complaint alleges and then led to him, led to him exposing himself and bribing her with candy. Police said the victim said the sexual assaults occurred at least 16, 600 times. Uh, I'm doing too many things at once. So uh, it happened a lot over the years, she told police. Carter also allegedly drove the victim to school and would pull the vehicle behind a supermarket and sexually abuse the juvenile, sometimes making her watch pornography on his cell phone. He also allegedly sexually abused a young girl at the Greater Bible Way Church in Sunnyside, where he worked at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At one point, the girl told Carter she was not doing this anymore. All right, and he got mad and threatened her by saying, if you don't do this, I promise you're going to regret it. I'm going to make your life a living hell, court documents allege. The sexual assaults ended when the girl was 19 years old. Just three years prior, she was pregnant with Carter's child from January 2018, September 5th, 2018. When she gave birth to a baby boy in a closet, the complaint notes, the victim told Carter the baby was born and he allegedly took the child to a firehouse and dropped him off. Carter is currently being held in the Harris County Jail on a $100,000 bond. That is nasty, ain't it? Nasty. I hate these stories. And I see them all the time. I, I told you this in one segment. i like, bro, I see this shit all the time. I felt it was so unnecessary to report this stuff because I don't want to make this a habit, reporting stuff like this. But I've been told by audience members and other people that work with me with the podcast that you have to tell them this story because this is actually happening. These are court documents that you got to talk about, bro. You can't freaking, like, not report this. I know it's disgusting, and it freaking, it disgusts me. Like, ew, nigga, like, what the fuck? Like, it's nasty to me. But, you know, I'm forced to talk about this shit. And, it, it, yo, it leaves a nasty, ill feeling in my stomach. Like, ew, like, nigga, you really freaking... Touching, molesting a child and shit. I just don't understand it. Like, what? what's so appealing about children? That shit nasty to me. They, they're not even developed. They don't even know nothing. So you're basically manipulating a young kid to do your freaking disgusting business. Shame on yourself, bro. Shame on yourself. God damn it. I hope you get molested by a big old motherfucker in the jail system. Just big and giant. Just come here. This is Bubba Bubba Need Love. You bring you bring that ass over here, Carter. You bring that ass. Bubba needs some love right now. God damn it. Man, hell nah. I can't deal with no shit like that. Mm-mm. Man, man, I already told you a story. I had friends that was doing some whole ass shit. I saw I cut them bitches off. You know what I'm saying? Till this day, they still trying to fucking find me. And I like they know one of my um how you call it? Um, we got a mutual friend. They called him to contact me, and I told his I told his name Mikey. 
I told Mikey, man, you tell them some bitches I don't fuck with them, period. Don't ever try to contact me, ever, nigga. I don't fuck with you. We are not friends, and this shit would never, ever, 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 ever rekindle as friendship. Never. Our friendship is dead. It's in the goddamn dirt, you hear me? So don't even try to fucking... Mike told them motherfuckers, them motherfuckers got mad. They even did some tricks to come to Houston and try to act like they broke down their car and try to call Mikey. To, and Mikey's like, man, they broke down over there in I-10. I said, so what you, what you calling me for? I'm not finna help them. I don't give a fuck what they coming over to Houston for. Man, fuck that shit, bro. I don't fuck with that one of them. Anyway, let's keep it moving on some more debauchery news. I got one more for you, and I'm going to close this program right now because I got other things to do, all right? I know I need to be taking care of you people so you can listen to some more debauchery news, but I'm going to... How you call it? I ate some Chinese food earlier, too. That shit got me burping. Um, I'm a doggone... Like turn up the turn up on y'all so y'all can have some more um content. So hold up, I I got one more news right here. Let me see real quick. All right, a a Georgia funeral worker charged after allegedly scamming families out of thousands of dollars. Authorities in Jonesboro, a suburb of Atlanta, have charged a funeral home in connection to an alleged scheme to scam bereaving families out of tens of thousands of dollars. Damn, man. I'm trying to hurry up and do this thing fast. I need to drink some water because I ate earlier and now it's messing with my insides. Not, not my guts, but my chest. All right. Authorities in Jonesboro, a suburb, of Atlanta have charged a funeral home in connection to an alleged scheme to scam bereaving families out of tens of thousands of dollars. News sources reports that the police suspect that Daniel Longino, also known as Daniel Watkins, a former employee of the Anthony L. Watkins funeral home, scammed families who went to the home for funeral services out of more than $80,000 while pretending to still work there. She would contact several victims after they suffered a death in the family while they were making arrangements. Jonesboro Police Chief Tommy Henderson told news sources she would scam them out of money for caskets and funeral services. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In order to run a successful con, Lagino capitalized on the company's plan to customize the funeral experience for each family with a personal touch which included ordering flowers, preparing tribute videos, providing grief support, and other services. She told the families that she was offering an extended service using information that she acquired while working for the funeral home. Scandalous, ain't she? But her scam didn't end once she left the company. The 34-year-old continued to claim she was an employee. She was an employee at the home to potential clients. Lagino even went as far as contacting grieving families about final arrangements for their loved ones. To my knowledge, they were looking for services at the funeral home, and in some cases, she would contact them, um, Chief Henderson says. 
According to news sources, police asked the public to help find Ms. Lagino. A photograph and description were sent out to the press and social media describing her as a person of interest. Lagino ended up turning herself in at the Clayton County Jail on December 9th. This is an old one. This one, this one was old from last year. What, did she just got um, convicted or something? Because I want to know why they got this news out. December. This happened in December. She got, she turned herself in December 9th in 2022. So what, she got convicted? Because I'm only, I'm only giving y'all this story because it was interesting to me because it popped up in the, uh, in my news feed. And plus it's trending. So she probably got convicted or something like that. That's what I'm trying to see. Authorities in Jonesboro, a suburb outside of Atlanta, have charged a funeral home in connection to an alleged scheme to scam bereaving families out of tens of thousands of dollars. News sources reports the police suspect that Daniel Langino, also known as Daniel Watkins, a former employee of the Anthony L. Watkins Funeral Home, scammed families who went to the home for funeral services out of more than $80,000 while pretending to still work there. Looks like Ms. Danielle Watkins was affiliated with the Anthony L. Watkins Funeral Home because she got the last name too. So I wonder if she was married with somebody that's in that Watkins family. Do you think? She would contact several victims after they suffered a death in the family while they were making enraged arrangements. Jonesboro Police Chief Tommy Henderson told news sources she would scam them out of the money for caskets and funeral services. She would even provide services like grief counseling and shit like that and make goddamn video tributes and all of them doggone shits right there. She was real slick with it. But it looks like she probably got convicted because it's trending. This happened in 2022, last year. She turned herself in December 9th of last year. So that's why I'm saying, why is this on the news feed? But it's trending. So I'm looking. So she probably got convicted. She probably, they probably convicted her just recently. So it just popped up somehow. But they didn't give no information on her conviction. But anyway... I'm going to cut this apple pie short and sweet. I will hit you up later with some more debauchery news later. This is Thinking Out Loud. You people know what to do. You goddamn know what to do. Just follow me on Instagram. You just type it in the search engine box, Benji. That is B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. That's the same thing that you could do for TikTok to follow me on TikTok, where I'm most active on. All right? It's the Harlem night, Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with. Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Party at the Bodega. 